Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 183 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us once again as we begin a new week of study, uh, looking at the Doctrine and Covenants, Sections 71 to 75, in the week of the Come Follow Me Manual covering June 28th to July the 4th. And today we're going to begin with the study of Doctrine and Covenants 71, The Lord Will Confound His Critics of His Work in His Own Time. Now, as always, we'll begin with the background and the context of this chapter. It's it's pretty important, this context, and so it may well be that we just focus this episode on that context today. Um, but uh, this section was given uh, on the 1st of December, 1831. And basically, this is a month or so after <clears throat> the last batch of revelations, directing the work and helping to the saints to understand their, the things they need to do. Joseph Smith and Sidney Ridden are in the midst of translating or, or you know, working on the, the Joseph Smith translation of the Bible. Um, but at this stage, they're, they're told to stop that for a season uh, and to go out and preach. Uh, it says in the Joseph Smith Revelations analysis of the Joseph Smith Papers, Quote, Joseph Smith dictated a revelation on the 1st of December, 1831, directing the Lord's servants to proclaim the gospel in the regions roundabout for the space of a season. Close quote. Um, <clears throat> now, these servants that it's talking about was referring to Joseph Smith and Signe Rigdon, as we find later uh, in other histories. And this is interesting to me because uh, for a start, um, it's the... Well, I'll talk about how it says about the regions roundabout later and about the importance we can take from this in our lives today. Um, but this was um, to be done because of an actual um, need that the church had um, at this time. Uh, in It continues and says, quote, The need to preach seems to have grown more urgent because of the actions of Ezra Booth and Simon Zerider, who had begun to antagonise the church. A conference of elders, including Joseph Smith, disciplined Booth on the 6th of September, 1831, and in October, the Ravenna, Ohio newspaper, Ohio Star, began publishing Booth's letters criticising Joseph Smith and the Church of Christ. The issue of the Ohio Star, published shortly before this revelation, was, dicta was dictated, printed, Booth's uh, seventh letter, which included a message to Edward Partridge. Booth counseled Partridge to place yourself from under the influence of men who have deceived you and to fly from the habitations haunted by impostors, close quote. So you can see here that, you know, the, the, Lord, the Lord requires his servants to go out and teach because the, the Lord is very aware of the challenges to the church. And interestingly, um, when we read this section later, I think we find a, a, a God, a, a Lord who takes an opportunity to build his kingdom further. And I think that when we get to the phrase of no weapons being formed against us, sometimes we take that as quite a um, combative tone or, or a tone where, you know, it's like, well, okay, this weapon won't defeat you, go forth and battle. It, it's more saying, look, you'll be protected. These weapons cannot hurt you. I am with you. Um, and the Lord is always there to support and strengthen us when we have times of difficulty. Um, and it isn't just Ezra Booth. I mean, we've talked about Ezra Booth quite a few times over the weeks uh, and how he would have this role as a, an antagonist to the church in later months. But it's also uh, Simon's Rider. And if you remember, he was the one who <clears throat> whose surname was spelt incorrectly on his mission call. And so therefore he felt that the prophet could have been inspired and therefore left because of that and other reasons, I'm sure, as well. 
um, back in February 1831. Um, he said, it says in the... Just in the analysis here, quote, a couple of months earlier, Ryder, who had also become disaffected, provided a copy of the February 1831 revelation titled Laws of the Church of Christ to the Western Courier, another Ravenna newspaper, stating that the prophets or preachers declare it to be a law revealed to them from heaven, close quote. Um, now, first of all, I'm not sure what the problem with that is, because yes, they, they do declare that the revelations given to Joseph Smith come from heaven. Uh, so it's interesting. And just look carefully at what he says, because you find that he gives truth, which, you know, is truth um, and is absolutely fine. But then he interweaves certain misdirects or lies that just make the truth sound worse or sound not what it is. Uh, it says, quote, Ryder requested that the newspaper publish the revelation, noting that church leaders were commanded not to communicate it to the world, nor even to their followers until they became strong in their faith. Ryder later declared that new converts could learn from these materials as the plot was laid to take their property from them and place it under the control of Joseph Smith, the prophet. Close quote. This is very interesting to me because this is pretty much how anti-Mormon literature works. It picks out a truth that this is a revelation from God and there is a truth in there about how property was to be given to the church, uh, to the Lord, and then was to be given back. And any surplus that they had was to be given to the needy and the poor. Now, those are the truths that have been stated in there. But certain misdirects in there, such as this is not to be given to the world, and it's only to be given to people who are strong in their faith, and isn't the, the property isn't given to the church to then be redistributed. It's to be given straight to Joseph Smith under his control. Um, these are not true for a start. Um, literally months before, we had this whole discussion about publishing the Book of Commandments and how all these revelations were to be put into a book to be given to the world. And so for him to say that was, was not a, a truth. Um, also, um, the fact that um, this plot being laid to take their property and to give it to the control of Joseph Smith. Again, not true. In fact, Joseph Smith, from the revelations we've read, if they would read the revelations properly, um, it, the revelation was for it to be put to the feet of Edward Partridge as, as the presiding bishop of the church or the bishop of the church with the storehouse at this stage. Uh, and he was to redistribute it and to organise that. And so it, it's interesting how these things can have <coughs> a truth in them but then completely disentangle it with lots of lies and misdirects. Same thing um, happens with other materials that, that, that try and antagonize the church. And, and another example is the Book of Mormon musical. You know, it has the, the story of the Book of Mormon briefly in there, uh, I believe. I've not seen it myself, but then it, ha it weaves it around and, and entangles it in a fictional story of, of just frankly bizarre um, scenarios, which completely trying to take away from the sacred uh, message of the Book of Mormon. Um, so uh, it continues on and says, quote, in response to these criticisms and prompted by revelation, Rigdon invited Booth to a lecture in Ravenna on 25th of December, where he would review Booth's letters and show them to be an unfair and false representation of the subjects on which they treat. Rigdon also challenged Ryder to a public debate on the Book of Mormon. Both men declined Rigdon's invitations. Rigdon still lectured in Ravenna against Booth's letters, and he and Joseph Smith preached in Shalersville and other places setting forth the truth. Close quote. 
Now, I do find it interesting that, you know, when Sidney Rigdon says to these individuals, okay, you've, you've published these things, let, let's have a talk about it, let's share this, and let me share this, our side of it, um, because, you know, you're willing to publish it to the world and share your views, and I want to share mine. So I'd be grateful if you could, you know, come and talk to me about it. Uh, both men declined. Now, that that kind of gives you a, a, an idea of the, the nature of these men, of how they were happy to publish their disaffected views and their thoughts, and yet not talk about it in front of a, a group. Um, and, you know, there may be reasons for that. I'm not 100% sure why you would not want to do that. Uh, in Revelations in Context, uh, it gives further description on this. It says, quote, Though Sidney Ridden challenged Booth and Ryder to public debates, they declined, perhaps aware of Rigdon's reputation as a fierce debater. Rigdon preached in Ravenna, Ohio, and in other locations refuting Booth's claims. Although Booth's letters had a dampening effect on the missionary work, that effect was short-lived. Tragically, cynicism had driven a wedge not only between him and the restored church, but also between him and his earlier spiritual experiences. He ultimately abandoned Christianity and became an agnostic. agnostic close quote. So we see here the effect that frustration, anger, disaffection can have on an individual and their relationship with Christ. Because it isn't just the church that, that Booth ultimately ended up leaving, but it was also his relationship with the Saviour. Um, and I think that our Heavenly Father would much rather have an individual leave the church, not like its doctrine, despise you know, the idea that there's a living prophet and all these kind of things, but still have a relationship with, with our Saviour. I think you'd much rather that than an individual filtering out of the church, petering away from it, uh, and not only losing their faith in the teachings of the restored gospel, but also from the Saviour himself. Um, but, you know, this is the the, um, the context of this section. And we are going to have to stop there because we've reached our time, and I want to keep this as a short daily podcast. But uh, we'll go into section 71 tomorrow uh, and just pick out some more of the, the language and the and the teachings in there. So thank you for listening today. Please share your thoughts on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session. I'd love to hear more from listeners. And until we meet again. <laughs>